All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between to another episode of Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. And uh, this is a this is a real welcome back. I think uh, the last episode I recorded was like a year ago, maybe more. Uh, I don't really remember, but yeah, it's it's been a while, but it uh, it feels good to be back. Uh, and I have a really great guest today. I've got Mr. Uh, Jake Marino. How are you today, Jake? I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me. Of course, dude. Uh, I think the first time we talked about doing an episode together was also like a year ago, right? Just about, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. been a while, um, but I'm glad we're finally doing it. I know, man. I'm really glad we're finally doing this, too. Um, and uh, I'm really glad to finally have you as a part of the Redefining Records family, which I think we can segue into our music news. Fuck yeah. Music news. All right, music news for the day. Uh, it's the big news that everyone is talking about throughout the music industry. There is a brand new music podcast being added to the redefining records family of content uh jake why don't you tell us about it yes it is a podcast called trust the process there's currently one episode on um where i talk to none other than andrew schultz who is probably the the biggest reason why i'm doing the podcast in the first or the main person that pushed me to do it um but it's a podcast where People will come on um, with little rough demos, and then I, along with the guests, will kind of work on that demo and document what goes on and how that demo gets fully realized into a fully fleshed out idea, um, fully fleshed out song. So you go from like this super rough thing to a full ass song. yeah, it's it's been exciting. Um a lot a lot of learning um in the process as well. Um I didn't realize there is like a decent amount of work that went into doing podcasts, but I'm learning that and it's it's been exciting. So yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's it's sick, dude, but I think you are uh, uh well prepared for it. I mean, I think if anyone listens to that episode and sees uh, what you're capable of in the studio, they will uh, they will know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, really, really cool. And that song that you and Schultz did is freaking awesome. If you guys go Thank on you. Spotify and absolutely, man, if if you guys, the listeners go on Spotify and look up uh, Magic Fingers, it's his uh, Christmas song that he just put out here a couple months ago. Uh, he actually has two songs on there. So uh, uh, this sunny Christmas and uh, what what was the second one called again? Um, This icy Christmas, this icy Christmas. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, you guys should check those out, too. And <clears throat> after you listen to those, check out uh, Trust the Process with Jake Marino. All right. But uh, as great as Schultz's music is, we're not talking about Schultz's music today, are we? We sure aren't, and I would like to not talk about him at all for the rest of this podcast. Good. I, I, I co-sign that. Absolutely. Yeah. From here on out, he's done. He's gone. He's canceled. <laughs> he's canceled. He has been canceled. Uh, what are we talking about today, Jake? We're talking about the album Five by a band called Salt. 
Um, it's their debut album. Came out in 2019. And Salt is kind of like a... Uh, they're like a pseudo-anonymous kind of collective. Um, it's helmed by the producer Inflow. He's been around for the last, like, I don't know, five to seven years, just absolutely crushing it. Um, it's him. For the most part, there's an artist named Cleo Soul. He does a lot of the vocals for it. Also, Kid Sisters in it. Um, but they've been absolutely just releasing just okay so they've been around since 2019 and they have one two three four five six seven eight nine albums already um they're incredibly prolific and all nine albums are fucking awesome but uh i want to talk about the first one today because that's the album that got me into the band and yeah yeah and a great place to start i'm a <clears throat> I'm so glad you you picked this album because I feel like I need more music like this in my repertoire, and uh, this this album kicked ass, dude. It was such a fun fun album, and and uh, I loved it, dude. So I'm I'm super stoked to talk about it. I'm um, glad you enjoyed it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So let's uh, I guess let's just jump in. What uh, what made you pick this album? So. This band in general, and more specifically this album, uh, has been, as far as like contemporary albums go, has been one of the most like refreshing and kind of eye-opening as far as approaching music from like a uh, from like a producing standpoint and from a listening standpoint. It uh, like it kind of blew my mind with how they use kind of the whole. And and I'm afraid this is gonna be a buzzword, but the whole lo-fi thing. They... Oh, it's not a buzzword. Ooh. Damn, that was a good one. I should have. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. But well, but go uh, on. Good. Good. <laughs> um, I mean, when a lot of people think lo-fi, they think either like they're trying to emulate recording in a shitty way, or it's like trying to be old. And this kind of does really creative things with the whole lo-fi aesthetic thing, like um. Like when it distorts vocals, it does it in a way so like the overtones of the distortion kind of play in this crazy musical way, and I've never heard anything like that. And it totally just like before listening to this, I had my own kind of perception of lo-fi, and then after this album, it was a different thing. And then it kind of opened my mind to what you could do with distortion, and also just the production style is so minimalistic but so full at the same time also like a, a lot of these songs the lyrics are like hard to make out and even if you look up the lyrics online like there's like even if you go to genius there will be lines that just have question marks because they don't know what they're saying which kind of i i kind of love that because i'm not really like a lyric first person when i listen to songs most of my favorite songs ever like i don't know the lyrics to them because i just i don't know just the way my brain processes stuff i just i'm not good at processing lyrics um so it kind of cuts out that step for me which is nice but everything just kind of serves the song 
and uh, that's kind of like the embodiment of salt. Like, there's a bunch of people that play on these things. Um, I don't know if you know the the rapper Lil Sims, um, but she she's on a couple songs, and she was being interviewed about making music with salt, and she was like, "You would not believe the like people that play on these things." And we'll just never know that. And I, I kind of love that. It's like you could basically know everything about every band ever now. And the fact that Salt is still like it has this mystery to it. I, I kind of love that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's about all I can say about Salt and why I love this album. Yeah, well, well said, dude. It's a. Uh... It, it that that was well said um it's really cool to see a band like that that uh kind of eschews the uh the uh typical uh rock star mentality or or uh, you know now it would be you know famous rapper famous pop star whatever they they really eschew that mentality and go for the anonymity which is uh i think in in this uh <clears throat> in this age where personal brand is everything it's even more subversive than it's ever been. And that's so cool. Um, to plug my last episode, uh, last episode released uh, with Jack Kellum's talking about the residents, the yes. residents were the same way. Yeah. You, you, you know, the residents of course. So yeah, uh, actually, actually very fitting that these two bands kind of follow each other, um, you know, stylistically incredibly different, but uh, <laughs> a bit, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, like that that use of the anonymity uh to heighten sort of the uh intrigue around the band and, and um you know force people to solely look at the music, right? Uh so cool, so cool, and I love that. Um I will say, okay, you came so close to like several of my buzzwords here. Um <laughs> <laughs> there was one that I really teed you up for though, I gotta hit you for um uh self-promotion uh, <laughs> is one of the buzzwords so there we go <laughs> yep cheers <laughs> cheers sir on that note uh what are you drinking today i made myself a little uh negroni um nice. starting starting the sunday afternoon off with some negroni action nice. Wait, what about you uh i'm drinking a uh, a white claw um like uh iced tea it's kind of like a twisted tea you know interesting um, that sounds good they're actually pretty good and i'm i'm finishing up my last one and then i've got a couple coronas to follow that up so perfect um one more buzzword uh if you're drinking hard liquor that is a that was one of my buzzwords so hey <laughs> yep <laughs> you know me so well I do, man. I do. I think you you mentioned Negronis in the last, uh, you know, happy hour we did, or somebody mentioned Negronis. I think <laughs> probably probably me. Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. Well, um, I really like there was something you mentioned about the uh, the vocals and the um, the use of distortion on the vocals. Um, I don't want to jump too far ahead into the tracks, but uh, I was actually just bumping the song masterpiece yes and uh yeah the uh the kind of uh choral vocals towards the end of the song it's so catchy amazing. and like totally gets stuck in your head but yeah they're they're incredible and 
I was also noticing like, dang, whatever sort of filter they have on those vocals, like however they're mixed, like kind of the filter effect uh, and the level of distortion on them creates a really interesting sort of auditory effect on them. Because, you know, previously, if you had mentioned distorted vocals, I would picture Julian, Julian Casablancas on the first Strokes record or something. Yeah, right? exactly. Like very, very straightforward. And that's great. That sounds super cool. But uh, really interesting use of it here. Do you do you know, like what they're doing? Like, I don't know if you can dive deeper into the the technique there. I honestly like there's a lot of things that go on. On these songs that I'm just like, how the fuck did they get that sound? Like, yeah, I feel like um, there's. Uh well when you like uh have multiple vocals going on at the same time and they're distorted if they're not perfectly in tune with each other you can get that kind of like overlapping overtone kind of thing kind of like a you know when you're playing guitar and like ah uh, I I don't know how to explain like the, the beats the the beats but yeah, yeah like the, 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 the I don't know um so I think it's kind of like that um. Someone who also does a lot is a uh, car seat headrest headrest. He uh, oh. he double tracks his vocals a lot and um fuck what song I think it's a uh, uh it's off of a twin fantasy um but there's this part where he has this slow rising vocal thing and because both of them aren't like perfectly in tune while both vocal tracks are like slowly rising to the to the same pitch there's all this weird overtone stuff that happens that sounds crazy to listen to um oh shit and yeah so i think it it has something to do with that also i just think it's the type of distortion either emulation or like actual hardware that's being used when recording um, I'm sure you've used a plugin where it's like a bunch of distortion emulation kind of things where one's like tape distortion. Oh, for sure. One's oh, yeah. tube distortion. Um, I found that like tube distortion can kind of maybe get that effect, but also I, d- I have no fucking clue. Those are all just guesses. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's, I, I think your, uh, guesses are, are valuable. So. Thank you. That's I. I think those are all great, uh, great shots at it. I. I because I wouldn't even know where to start. So I think yeah. that that's great. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I. I. Uh, I have like a great uh, tape emulator, and one of my favorite things to do with it is just crank the input gain and and put a ton of uh, you know, you can like degrade the tape, you know, and make yeah. it sound all crappy and warbly, and and do a sort of di distorted you know stuff that the beatles or zeppelin would do plug into the neve console and just crank it and that's their distortion you know yeah that's really fun that's really it fun. is yeah well uh well cool let's uh do you want to just run through some of your your favorite songs or we can go track by track how do you want to do it yeah let's just go let's go top to bottom let's do that so let's do it i'll start with up all night um this is this might be my favorite overall salt song. Um it's one of my favorite like high songs to listen to. Um yes. what's what's kind of awesome about it too is it's not like really 
it's structured in a way where it's like literally just hook after hook um yes it's like three or four parts where it's just like a super catchy part going to a super catchy part going to a super catchy part and it's not really a chorus or verse um and it's just it's so so dancing so like infectious i just i don't know i don't know if you have any any thoughts on that song but it's like the literally like the best way you could open and and it sets the tone for everything so well it does dude it that's so well said uh it's such a great album opener like i'm a i'm a big you know album guy that's kind of why i picked this format for the for the program here uh and so i i love a, a band that can put together an album as a cohesive piece of work even if it's not a concept album or this or that but yeah to start off the album with a banger like this uh is such a good move for them and i think you're right man i i kind of my impression was that the first three tracks were stylistically pretty similar but up all night was the standout for me like it probably top three favorite songs on this record uh up all night is one of them uh so catchy so fun uh they throw these really interesting little samples in there it sounds like they're speaking in different languages at times i don't know and that, it yeah. was just so fun <laughs> like it, it had such a fun free kind of dancey like you said vibe it was really cool i love this song yeah and also like again going back to the whole lyrics being incomprehensible thing like if you look up the lyrics online it, a lot of people are just like i don't know and it's yeah. like it's just it's so not the point of the song um, no, not at all. The the point of the song is just to shake your little booty, and it yep. I think it, it it accomplishes that. Um, yeah, that's that's up all night. Um, and then it goes into don't waste my time, which is, I don't know, I think that might be for for me that's like the catchiest song. Um, the the chorus is just fucking awesome. Um. Yeah, that that one is also one of my favorite of all time. Uh, the the person who sings that is is Kid's sister, um, and her solo stuff is also pretty cool. Um, I love like the little, I don't it, like again like it's it's so minimalistic in its in its arrangement. There's not like a whole lot going on. It's like drums, a little bass that's like soaked in some spring reverb. And then, like, the, the guitars that come in on the chorus just hit, like, really hard. But they're just, they're just playing, like, the little, uh, the little vocal chorus line. But it just hits yes. so good. It's just, it's right. just genius producing. Just doubling the, the vocal line. And it, it was really good. And they've got kind of that fuzz on there. Like, it's so nice, man. Uh, here, here's a question. What, what kind of bass guitar do you think they were using on this? Um... I would say, I mean, probably some old, uh, like, Fender kind of kind of bass. I'm guessing flat wound strings as well, because like the the bass is is pretty warm. It doesn't have that that like bright punchy kind of thing. Um, and also just kind of being true to its like roots. So I mean, like. This band has a lot of influence with like Brazilian music and obviously like African music. Um, and a lot of that stuff has like flat wound bass. Um, that's that's probably my guess. I don't know if you have any other yes. guesses. 
No, I'd I'd be right there with you. I was mainly trying to bait you into this buzzword, which is <laughs> name a name a specific type of guitar. So I think Fender with flat wound strings is specific enough. Yeah, I'll count that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, but I I totally feel you because it does feel like that. Uh, Motown, probably a P bass flat wound strings, yeah. James Jamerson kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I I feel it. I have no idea if that's what they actually used or not, but yeah, I was getting that vibe too. That's really cool. <clears throat> yeah, and then um, foot on next is probably the first song that has a a pretty clear clear message behind it, and a lot of like after this album, a lot of salt stuff gets like very um uh like black centric kind of themes a lot of themes of police brutality um social issues and so that's another reason why i picked this album is because i felt like you and me are definitely the two best people to talk about black centric issues yes yes Yes. (laughs) finally someone recognizes we need more white men opining on black issues that is what we need (laughs) i'm here to deliver what the people deserve and need (laughs) that's right that's right it is finally time to hear from the white man (laughs) and as the white man here's what i think about this um no this song is is sick um i mean i could just kind of echo the the same things i've been saying about all these songs but um yeah just super catchy again like the structure is is pretty simple um it's yeah i don't know it's just, it's it's a cool song um again like yeah it, it the first three songs stylistically are are super consistent but then once you get to why 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 it kind of has this new kind of style where it, it, it sounds almost a little bit more modern yeah and so some of these songs kind of have more of like a uh uh older sound to it but then it'll just kind of bounce back with this more modern kind of sound. And it kind of makes the whole album and a whole feel almost like timeless or kind of just in its own time, which is kind of what I, what I love. Like it's, it's not all just trying to be like, Oh, this sounds like it's from the the seventies. It's like, it's, it's its own kind of thing. And I think why, 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 why is a good, like, anchor to kind of get it get the album to that point um and it's also just super like bouncy with its with its rhythm um yeah um (laughs) yeah yeah no i i you're right no you're totally right i i because i had the same impression it was like the the first three were like stylistically very similar i was like okay because this was the first time i'd ever heard salt was this album so i was like okay so they're like kind of a a neo-funk uh band with like very vintage roots but you're right like they're totally throwing in more contemporary sort of dancey stuff and little samples and like okay so i get it it's kind of neo-funk and then they drop into why 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 and it's like oh shit okay now they're doing a really clean like kind of uh modern soul r&b type thing uh with almost like a little bedroom pop vibe to it like i was kind of getting like uh maria's meets little dragon or something like it was like yeah yeah like 
it was it was so cool i think why 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 is is my favorite song on this record i i really adore this song i think it's like such a perfect like pop r&b soul song like it's so cool it is and also it has more of those like backing vocals that are like you don't know what they're saying but they almost serve more as like instruments and i and i love that yeah I'm uh I'm I'm hitting a bunch of my own buzzwords right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit one more before I finish, which is uh to mention James Brown, where he uh James Brown envisioned every instrument in his band as essentially like another type of drum. So he was just building a more and more complex beat by adding the guitar, the bass, this and that. So when you say the vocals are kind of just like another instrument it kind of harkens back to that you know old school funk aesthetic which is so cool you know mm-hmm. and these guys totally do it so i did not know that yeah well that's that's something i heard i i've heard conflicting things about james brown's uh arrangement skills so i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> did you ever watch that uh God, what was it? uh tales from the tour bus have you ever uh, seen no. that it's uh yeah. so it's it's by mike judge and what okay. he does is, so there's two seasons. So the first season is like a country season. The second season is, is a funk season. And so what he'll, what he'll do is uh, interview all these different people like that were prominent in funk and R&B. And then he like animates it and makes it like this animated show. Um, and then there's a couple James Brown episodes where he's interviewing... Um, member uh, like old members of james brown's band and <laughs> just hearing how fucking crazy that guy was is <laughs> so and like you have mike judge's like animations behind it um so like what he would do is he'd be on stage and he had this hand signal anytime he made that he was basically like fining one of the uh band members <laughs> so anytime that he like heard something he didn't like he'd just go like bah! and then that would be like five dollars <laughs> off your paycheck <laughs> he would do shit Jeez. like um he would just he'd be in a, in the middle of a song and then he'd be like drummer do a solo and then like this drummer would just have to f- fucking solo out of nowhere <laughs> and one time he did yeah. that like on live tv and then this drummer like i guess just totally biffed or whatever because he wasn't fucking prepared for that <laughs> and then so on the way to the next show, James Brown like invites him into his private jet. So everyone else like took like a bus. James Brown had his own like private jet. So he invites his drummer and then they're in the air and he's like, you're never going to play again. <laughs> and just like the rest of the <laughs> jet ride is just silent. <laughs> Jeez. That's brutal, dude. What a what a way to tell someone. Like <laughs> that's incredible. I, I'm gonna have to watch that dude, because I love Mike Judge. That's that's awesome. Yeah, he has like James Brown. Um he does like a P Funk episode. Um there's like an episode with like Rick James and then like the whole feud between Rick James and Prince. Oh yeah. it's all so fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. That's pretty cool that's pretty good well uh mention james brown is a buzzword i i named him first but I, i'm gonna make you drink for it because we haven't hit one in a while all right fair <laughs> enough 
I also got my second drink over here. Oh, uh, what are you drinking? <clears throat> so I'm moving on to beer. Um, it's this beer called Kaladad. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's like a Mexican style beer. Um, honestly, it makes Modelo look like a bitch. It's fucking good. Really? Yeah. Next time you're at like Bevmo or Total Wine, look for look for the yellow cans, Kaladad. I endorse Kaladad. Good. I'm I'm a big fan of Mexican beer. I'm I'm close to moving on to some Corona right now. I've been drinking Corona Premier lately. Ooh. And I've turned a couple people onto it. Uh, and funny enough, when I was checking out at my local liquor store, the dude behind me was picking up Corona Premier too. So it was like super funny. He was like. It's a premier kind of night, huh? And I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like people with Jeeps, how they all wave at each other. Yep. <clears throat> yep. It's like you also drive your 38 inch tires into parking lots all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much better is the premier compared to the regular? Uh, well, the, the reason I like it, uh, I think the regular is actually maybe slightly better but uh it's it's got like two carbs and no sugar and it's like 90 calories so you can just slam oh. them and like <laughs> you you feel fine you know it's like it doesn't make you feel super heavy and and crappy you know that is good that's that's fair same with white claws you could just those are danger dangerous oh they're so dangerous yeah um the white claws i tried a uh a sonic seltzer the other day like what sonic, the, the drive-through you know sonic like yeah they sell seltzers they, now they have seltzers now yep yep i found them at bevmo so same thing next time you're in there look for the sonic seltzer they're one of them it's like the blue one that they sell yeah it's like co- coconut something tropical coconut i don't know it's fire dude it's really good <laughs> surprising good for sonics yeah dude giving the people what they want exactly exactly um i should say 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 the word drink is a buzzword so we'll we'll both have to drink for that all right time to (laughs) i don't know i don't know if the mic caught that but it did it's sweet maybe i'll throw some distortion on that like we were talking about fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the distorted i had a guest uh come on and talk about uh what was she talking about it was a uh, bad bad not good with uh ghostface killer album oh i love that uh, album. i forget the name of it but you you know the one yeah, so. sour soul right yes sour soul yep yep so she was talking about that album and she kept like coughing this was like a couple of years ago she was like coughing and she's like oh no i, I don't have covid like i'm fine and then it turned out later she did have COVID. And so, so I went back and I distorted the hell out of every one of her coughs, made them all distorted and put like delay on it. It was like boom, 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 like all crazy. It's pretty, it was pretty good. I want to I hear some distorted coughs after this. I'm going to play that episode. Yeah, that was a fun one, dude. That was actually a really fun episode. That was that was an early one. It's like episode three or four or something like that. Sweet. Do you think we'll ever hear that um that album that they made that Martin Screlly bought? 
Oh yeah, the secret one that, that they there's like one, yeah. he, he has the one version of it. Man, I don't know that that fool will probably never release that. So our only hope is that some well, hero he he doesn't have it. it anymore. Is the thing? Oh, he doesn't. Um, there's some whole thing like yeah, I think he's in jail now for some fraud mm-hmm. stuff, and he owed like a lot of money. Um, so the I don't know the FBI whoever. They're like, you can't have your things anymore. So they took it. So it, I, I don't know who has it. I think someone else, like they auctioned it off and then someone else bought it. So I don't know. It's not in the hands of that guy anymore, which is good. Cause fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy for sure. We, uh, we denounced Martin Shkreli on this pod. So yes. Yeah. Probably. Well, dang. I mean, I guess, I guess there's hope then that it'll come out. I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like it's not even going to be like that good whenever we do hear it, if we do ever hear it. The the amount of hype that there is around it, like there's no way it could ever be that good, you know? Yeah, that's how I felt about the uh, like the, the Tool album. I'm a huge Tool nerd. Um, nice. And yeah, they released an album like a year or two ago, and it was like in the works for, I don't know, cl- close, like close decade, to two, right? Like maybe even closer to two decades oh, shit. and there would always be like an interview from someone that's like close to tool like oh i heard some of the new tool and it's fucking amazing i'm like yeah, whatever and then when it came out it was like it was fine it was yeah i don't know now now i'm venting about tool <laughs> do, you, do you like tool yeah tool's pretty cool i i don't like uh sit down and listen to them all that often but i respect the hell out of them um actually more bbb lore there is a recorded but unreleased tool episode of this show uh, where me and my old drummer uh dylan lyman formerly of worms and dirt uh he he did uh we recorded an episode in person together and we got so drunk that we didn't (laughs) finish the episode and uh i just never released it (laughs) i was i was meaning to ask you like what's the drunkest you've ever gotten doing this but i guess that that would probably be the answer that one that was the only one i got so drunk i didn't release it um (laughs) the of the ones that i did release i think the drunkest one was uh the deaf leopard one uh (laughs) i had to edit out uh, I was like heavy breathing into the mic by the end of the episode. I had to edit all that out. It was so bad. That one was that one was was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Who uh, who'd you have on for for Def Leppard? Uh, he's my buddy Joey Ochoa, who's like a huge hair metal fan. Uh, Def Leppard in particular, but sort of any. 80s hair metal he's super into and that was another (laughs) in-person one and he brought a bottle of jack daniels and we killed the whole thing (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i if it's like because we're we're not in person so if it was structured like that just imagining him hearing your breathing while he's trying to explain the album gives me so much joy hearing like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's exactly what it sounded like. Um, and it was funny because he he's such a knowledgeable guy about that subject. So he was just, you know, going off describing like the process of recording and what went into this song and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there like trying to 
survive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, back to this album. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yes, yes. So uh, actually a good segue. So why, 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 why is a stylistic turning point for the album. Pink Sands represents another kind of hard turn, I thought, for the album. It's kind of two in a row. And Pink Sands was like sort of an atmospheric, uh, sort of uh, almost expositional piece. Like it's it's not really a song song. It's a, it's more of a, a, a movement piece within the album that gets you from one point to another. I, what, what did you think of Pink Sands? Oh, I love, yeah. It shows inflows like, use of synths and yeah yeah his synth work is is fucking awesome not not only in this but like everything that he does um and it again it helps contain that like that kind of ambiguity of like the the age of the music um there's a there's a salt album called air well there's air and then there's air with two eyes with the two eyes yeah um they're they're straight up just like contemporary classic classical music um and like pink sands shows like he he knows his shit to to do that kind of stuff um and it is like it's there's a few a few of these types of tracks where they're just kind of like cushions to prepare you for like the next song and it's um and goes straight into let me go and it's mm. yeah i i along with probably most people love it love a good transition um and this helps with that again i i have no fucking clue how he's getting any of the sounds um obviously synth work but i don't i don't know i don't know how he does it yeah no that's that's a good point i i couldn't tell you either it's so hard these days to figure out if it's a you know, is it a, a vintage DX7 or is it a plug-in or is it a, you know, who knows? Um, but no, you're so right. It it actually is a very classical in nature, the same way a composer might put sort of a little small movement in between two others to sort of transition. It's really cool. It was a nice touch. It showed, it really exposed their, their deep understanding of, of musicality and how to flow through an album. Really cool. And also, it's like let let me go and Pink Sands stylistically are pretty different, um, but yet like they're they're right next to each other and like they flow together so nicely. Like if you want to play Pink Sands before you listen to Let Me Go, because it just it it flows so nicely into it. It's like one of those things where you can't you can't start with Let Me. You got to start with Pink Sands. So it goes into "Let Me Go," which I which I think is nice. Um, and then yeah, "Let Me Go" has, I think, like one of the better like vocal performances on it. Um, the the vocalist is Cleo Soul, and her solo shit is amazing. Um, she released an album like one or two years ago called "Mother," and uh, that that album is also produced by Inflow. And uh, the first like couple songs on that thing, like I I was close to crying because it's so beautiful, and her voice is so fucking amazing. And yeah, let me go is probably one of the better like vocal performances on this thing. 
don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, agreed. I. That's what stuck out to me too. The the vocals, um, and kind of the the outro like repeating sort of refrain and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, pow- powerful. Very good. Really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, masterpiece, which is in the middle of the album. Also, I think it serves as probably a, a very appropriate centerpiece for the thing because it it does everything that Salt does. Like it's just it's such a perfect encapsulation of of what Salt is, at least for this album. Um, we got, I mean we already talked about it, but the whole yeah the vocals in it just distorting in such a cool fucking way, and it's just such a catchy little thing. Um, it's also just so, like, just the, I don't know how to describe it. It just, it makes me feel like such a special way listening to it. Um, I don't know. Every once in a while you hear a song and just kind of hits you in a weird way. And you're like, Ooh, Oh God. Yeah. And masterpiece is kind of one of those songs. Um, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it uh, it's such a cool one, dude. It it, I think you're right, man. It's a great example of like, you know, everything salt is like in that song, and it's I I love the bass line. Like the bass line is so catchy and so infectious, and just makes you want to groove to it. Like, and then just building up from there, like the the vocal harmonies and the cool stuff they do with the vocal harmonies and. It, it it reminds me of like an old like Curtis Mayfield song or something like it's Ooh, so yeah. chill and so like vibey and just but super catchy at the same time you just you could put it on repeat like forever you know and just be totally good with that like so good man that's a great song and there's like there's really not that many pieces it's like you know obviously vocals there's drum bass and piano and that's like that's really it. There's, are there strings in it? No, there. No, it's like literally just those four things, and it just, it just, that's all it needs. Um, I like on like when I produce stuff, I always had to like force myself. Like, I don't know. I I always go way too hard with like producing things, and then it's it gets all big and stuff. And then I have to start cutting things out. And so I'm always impressed when things are so minimalistic, but sound so perfect and so complete. I think that's something that is so much harder to do than, than say to be like, Oh, just don't put that many things in it. Because I think a lot of people's instincts are just like, it needs more of this needs more of that needs more of this so minimalistic stuff always impresses me a lot and that song is a perfect example of that yeah it's so true dude like each each part i think like you mentioned earlier like it serves the song like there's nothing in there that uh doesn't have a purpose like everything serves the song and it's it's it is very minimal uh but it does create this huge sound and and you know great atmosphere and totally like achieves what it's going for and you're you're so right dude like that is so hard to do like you listen to old like 
Beatles stuff that was recorded on a freaking four track, you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, how did they do that? Like, obviously they're bouncing and, and, you know, there's tricks, but like, even so, like, you know, you go back to the old school stuff and it's, it's pretty basic what they were doing and they still achieve these iconic sounds and you totally hear that here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, that song is awesome. And then, uh, Something in the air is, uh, that one's fucking sick because of that, like, little, so, that one's kind of, again, it's chorusless. I would say, um, it's just kind of like a vocal refrain, um, but then it's broken up by this weird little guitar line that's, yeah. like, almost, like, it's just so out of, like, out of nowhere, but it's like such yeah. a perfect cushion between like the vocal refrains. Um it's and like the guitar tone in it is is it's awesome. It's I don't know. It's it's clean, but it has this character to it that I, I just love. And it's almost like the the performance of the guitar too is like raw and sloppy, but so tastefully sloppy. Um, yeah yeah like it's it's very intentional like it is supposed to sound this way it's not like this was like as you know it's good enough it's like it's supposed to sound like that yeah it was it was so cool because when it started i was like whoa are we are we gonna get a guitar solo on this album but like it doesn't it like starts and then it it stops and it breathes and then it kind of comes back in and then it stops. It's like very tasteful and very uh, same thing. Minimalist. It's like, whoa, that was such a unique way to do that. Me as a guitar player would have never done that because I would have <laughs> been like, yeah, here, here's the guitar solo. Here we go. Like, you know, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's so impressive to hear that and be like, damn, like they were so sparse with the notes they played there, but it still serves the song so well. Like it, it kind of stood in place it, it it implied a guitar solo almost which is really cool yeah and then it's just like when you when you record your own guitar stuff like if you hear like string note string noise you don't like or whatever you're like no nah, i'm gonna fucking redo that yeah but it's like to to hear that and just go oh no like that sounds it literally sounds better with that and it like the tone of that like just serves the song way better just yeah i don't know they have the instincts you gotta have the instincts yeah yeah that 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 would have taken an iron will for me to put it like that sparse of a guitar part in the middle of a song like that like mm-hmm. <laughs> very like good on them you know yeah that's really cool yeah and then um think about it to wild hundreds to we are the sun Again, it's like think about it is probably the most like um uh I guess the oldest with air quotes sounding song on here. There's like dusty kind of uh vinyl sounds that are happening on the sides yeah. of of the song. Um and it's kind of like this vibey little transition into the like another kind of like interlude thing. Um, but when it goes into We Are the Sun again, it like it transitions from this like 
dusty vinyl kind of thing to like a very polished uh like modern sounding work so it just kind of you're like what what the fuck just happened but it all flows so perfectly it's not like it's not like a a pop album where you hear a song like it's clearly like oh this song was made sometime and then this song was made at some other studio at some other different time and they're not related at all it all flows into each other and to do that with such stylistically different things is crazy right it's it's because think about it i was i was almost getting like uh uh you know supremes or like uh diana ross or something like they're you know almost like doo-wop-y like you know so uh you're right like it's the oldest sounding one on there and then you come into we are the sun which uh you know again kind of has that more modern uh you know black centric kind of vibe to it. it it's uh which existed back then too you know it's it's you know they're pulling from back then to give you the modern message you know it's 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 cool man they they do a very good job of, of pulling those two points in time together and showing you the continuity between them you know yeah it's cool yeah yeah and i i don't know for me that's kind of like the that's almost like the the conclusion of the album is we are the sun and then like wild hundreds part 55 and and babe are kind of like the almost like the epilogue of the album kind of like just you know like softens the goodbye and then you're left and you're like oh that's the end of the album um yeah we are the sun is super like the the choir that's that's behind uh the leading vocals and i don't i don't know if i don't know who does the vocals for this song it like um it might actually be inflow like the actual producer of this thing and if it is like he has an amazing voice but again i don't know um i it's so interesting because like inflow is such a huge producer in the in the music world and like nobody like i don't know anything about it like i don't know what he looks like if you try to look up pictures there's like no pictures of him which is crazy. And I don't know what he sounds like. There's no interviews of him. So if it is him on We Are the Sun, he has a great voice. If not, then whoever whoever sang that song has a beautiful voice. They did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, that's cool. I had never thought of it that way, but you're you're kind of right. Like We Are the Sun is such a statement piece, and then the last two tracks are just kind of mellow and vibey. Um yeah, it's almost like the when you finish a great movie and you just kind of sit in your seat and watch the credits, like digesting, you know? Yes. It's like that. that's almost like the last two songs on here. You get to just digest and you get to ride out on more great music from this band. You know, they, 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 they wrote themselves in and they wrote themselves out. Like it, it's very cool, very, yes. very cohesive work, you know? I agree. And yeah, that's, that is the album. That is five That's in a it. nutshell. Yeah. And uh and uh I guess next we're gonna talk about seven and then we're gonna talk about the five other albums that they released. <laughs> like Absolutely. all at once. Yeah. That's that's coming up. Um actually it I don't know if if you wanna talk about that a little, because I only just read the little Wikipedia blurb about that. That might be a cool piece of 
history like what what went down with their discography following this album yeah so i found out about salt when they released um it was like right after they released um their two untitled albums that came out in 2020 and this was shortly after uh george floyd and so i'll those two albums specifically are very, very black centric about the black experience, um, police brutality. And that's when I got into them. Um, and then after that, they released this album um, called, was it not? Yeah, it's nine. And you can't find it anywhere anymore because what they, well, you could probably find it on YouTube. But what they did is, um, they released it on a certain date and then they're like you have 99 days to enjoy this and we're taking it off damn and so yeah for 99 days it was on everything and then they took it off and it's forever gone like you know they were selling it and everything and then after that 99th day boom it's gone which is another cool like creative it's like they're they don't really market themselves but by doing that, they're marketing themselves. It's it's crazy. And then after that, yes. um, they stayed silent for like a couple years. And then they released Air, which is like this contemporary classical piece of music. Which, which again, like just came out of nowhere. And then again, stayed silent for a second. And then, well, actually within that same year is when they released like four albums all together and what they initially did is um they had this like um it was like a they release all four albums on this file sharing website and you needed a password to get into the thing and then you just got all the albums for free um and i think the password was like god is love or something but you but you enter that password and yeah, there's four albums. There's one unti- called Untitled, uh, but in parentheses, it's it's God. And that one's kind of like a, uh, it's it's very like gospel, um, but in the style of, of Salt, like in the style of, of this album, Five. So it's like Five if it was like a gospel album. And then there's, they also released um, another version of Air. So more like classical music. And then they had Eleven, which is going to be a little more stylistically like uh, their other albums called Five and Seven and Nine. And then they have Today and Tomorrow and Earth. And those um, kind of more like rock um, and a little more like instrumental focused. And it's like they're, so they're kind of all over the place, but they all are still kind of within the like when you hear you're like yeah that's that's salt with the exception of the air albums those are just so different from everything else but yeah they just throw so much music out there and for like seeming like they don't ask for money ever it's it's crazy like to just because like four albums is not like there's got to be a lot of money that goes into making four albums, even if you're doing it at the most like amateurish level. And to just drop all of those for free and be like, here you have it is 
fucking crazy. Yeah, that that is so cool. And the idea of dropping that much music all at once is insane. And especially looking at the time frame we're talking about from, you know, they, they come out in 2019 with this album. And within a couple of years, they've released like, what, like, I think you said nine albums or something yeah. like that. It's like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're sitting here and it is the beginning of 2023 that we were recording this. They already have nine albums and they started in 2019. So like, that's unbelievable. And then you're right, doing it for free and doing these weird things where you share it for a time and then take it away. It's, it's, it's very uh, creative, very out there stuff. It's an interesting way to approach music and it's quite refreshing, I think. It's really cool. Yeah, and also, like, this isn't the only thing that this guy, Inflow, does. Like, he works with other people for their albums, too. Um, like, Little Sims, who's, who's a rapper who, like, her last few albums have all been, like, considered, like, album of the year potential kind of a thing. Um, those albums are almost solely produced by Inflow also. Cleo Soul, who's on a lot of Salt stuff. Um, like her albums are almost entirely produced by Inflow. Um, Inflow worked with like Adele on her new album. Um, he's all over the fucking like Michael Kiwanuka. He's all over the place doing all this stuff and still manages to drop like just endless amounts of music as salt. It's, <laughs> I don't know how someone can have that, that much time to do that. It's crazy. It's like it's it rivals King Gizzard as far as prolificness for sure. Yeah, King Gizzard's another. That's another great example. I was gonna say he's given Zappa a run for his money. But yes, Z- Zappa did it by recording literally everything he ever did. Like every Zappa concert was recorded and then occasionally turned into studio material. I mean, that that's how you got to do it. You literally have to record everything and constantly be creating something like it's insane <laughs> yeah has yeah. anyone done zappa on the show yet uh actually no we have not done a zappa album on this show um the most likely candidate uh is my uh, current bandmate matt pelletier he he did a uh, an 80s king crimson record called discipline uh, oh which, yeah love that oh yeah fucking incredible album uh and yeah, we're we're currently in a band together called the Hypno Rings, and we cover oh, yeah. a lot of Zappa. You know the Hypno Rings, yeah. you know the Hypno Rings. So we we cover some Zappa, amongst other things, Mahavishnu Orchestra, and uh, even Ooh. Buck Owens, Jeff Beck. We just added a Jeff Beck song to our catalog. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, but uh, he would have been the most likely candidate to do Zappa. He kind of got me into Zappa. I knew of Zappa and listened to some, but he has introduced me to a lot. So actually, yeah, we'll we'll put out the call now. If you're listening to this and you have a, a Zappa album you want to talk about, let's fucking do it. Hit me up. Please. Also, I don't know if so there there's a Zappa album. It's like Fillmore, it's on a live at Fillmore. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and like his backing vocalists are literally the dudes from the Turtles. Yes, and yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the mud, I think Zappa is the one that snitched on Zeppelin about the mud shark thing or like the snapper thing. 
oh, that happened. Did he? I don't. Yeah, I mean, they definitely reference it in that in that album. It's very clear. It's very clear that they're talking about Zeppelin. Um, but I I think that he's the one that kind of brought that incident to light. And then made it like as well known of an incident as it is now. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I know he was like very anti Zeppelin. Like he was he was against Zeppelin, which uh sounds about rare, right. Rare rare Frank Zappa L. Yeah. You know, gotta gotta say, man. But <laughs> I'll be honest, like I I love Zappa's music, but when I hear him like being interviewed, it kind of makes me hate Frank Zappa a little bit. He's like he he's, is he's one of, of the prick, most yeah. yeah he is one of the most pretentious people I think I've ever seen in my life. Like he was talking yeah. about guitar soloing, and I was like, I was looking at my brain at like how hard I was rolling my eyes. It was so fucking annoying. <laughs> like he was like, yeah, he was talking about other guitar solos, and he was like, oh well, you know, like they practice their guitar guitar solos. I go out there and I create on, and it's like, what? Like you're not the only fucking person in the world that improvises, dude. Like, calm down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. He, yeah. He he is a musical genius, so he is like yeah. you, you gotta hand it to Frank Zappa, but yeah, he he can be a total prick at times. I I feel that for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, shit. Zeppelin's another one we haven't done on here yet, but damn, the, the, the secret is that I'm uh, kind of hoarding Zeppelin. I I've talked to uh someone who we're not gonna name again, but I've talked to someone who we're not gonna <laughs> name again about. Uh, maybe one day I'm going to do an episode and be in the hot seat. Maybe uh, you and someone we won't name will be the host. And I'm, I'm ah. saving Zeppelin for that episode. I really want to talk about Zeppelin on here. So <laughs> for sure, I'd be super down to the special guest host for that. Yeah, we might have to bring in the Redefining Records crew for that one. It'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Do you know what album you would do? Uh, Zeppelin four. For sure. Oh, the classic, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's got it's got uh it's everything Zeppelin is on there. They got uh, you know, blues based, riff based, rock songs, they got a song about Lord of the Rings, they got <laughs> uh plagiarized uh blues standards on there. They Perfect, got yeah. Uh, uh, it's got Stairway to Heaven yeah. on there. <laughs> so it's that that's that's the one. That's the one, you know. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I think that about wraps it up, dude. Let's uh I'm going to run you through the trivia real quick. I think um, you've answered. So excited. Possibly I think you've answered most of these already, but uh let's uh let's hit it, baby. Here comes trivia. Yes. It's time for trivia. All right, question number 1. Uh when did this album come out? <laughs> 2019 boom nice <laughs> okay uh where is the band from that would be the united kingdom britain yes boom okay how many tracks are on the album oh god um i'm gonna guess uh 14 yes right oh, on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how many albums has Salt released? <laughs> Nine, right? Was it? Was yes. I right about that? Okay, cool. Yes. Well, it's 
I was looking at their page and it's kind of like they released all these albums, but also some EPs, but also uh, uh, whatever. Nine, nine, nine is is enough. That's that's fine. So some controversy <laughs> uh, with that answer, but yeah, I'll I'll take it. For uh, sure. Final question: What is the capital of New Hampshire? Um, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't give man. you one hard one. You know what? I actually don't know, unfortunately. Oof, that's going to be a yeah. drink for you, sir. Uh, the capital enough. of New Hampshire is Concord. Con- ah, damn. Yeah, my uh, you knew- my elementary school teacher would be really mad at me. <laughs> I'm going to drink so I can't remember it again. Good idea. All right. Well, that was a pretty successful trivia. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read you off the uh, buzzwords that you had this week. For okay? sure. So first one was uh, say the word funky. Uh, say the word ah. groovy. Uh, you didn't say either of those. You came close, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, mention jazz. Uh, refer to an album made post 1990 as a record. Ooh. Use onomatopoeia. Uh, mention James Brown. I gave you. Name a specific uh, part of a drum kit uh, you did not do. And uh, uh, use hy- yeah, you use hyperbole. I don't think you did uh, say the term experimental. I didn't catch mm. uh, use the term vintage. You didn't do. You came very close, but you didn't Sweet. do it. Yeah. Uh, self-promotion. You did <laughs> uh, <laughs> use the term trippy. You did not do. Uh, say drink, which is basically my free space. You got yeah. <laughs> uh, mention hiatus coyote. You did not do. Mention uh-huh. little dragon. You did not do. Mention the nineteen eighties. You did not do. Mention blood orange. You did not do. Mention the Marias. <laughs> you did not do. <laughs> I I I tried to tee you up with those, man, and I think I mentioned a couple of those. But damn, you you did good, dude. You did really good. <laughs> I escaped. Wow, you yeah. I did not think I, I would a- escape as as cleanly as I did. Yeah, man. I was I was hoping you'd be making comparisons with those bands, but uh, you you did good. You did very good. Uh, use the term mainstream. You did not do mention a specific type of drum beat. You did not do. Uh, swear. I don't think I heard you swear. I think you're good. I did cuss uh, a little bit. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, 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 post facto here we'll for sure for that uh drink hard liquor i got you on game a specific <laughs> guitar i got you on uh talk about the mix i think you talked about the mix i'll, I'll give you that one yeah too. yeah and then uh oh actually the last one was uh say uh i, I don't know did did you ever i think I, an, uh? I think i uh a little bit i'll give you that one too for sure that's <laughs> I like that buzzword. <laughs> yeah. Just say uh. Yeah, that that's a gimme. <laughs> well, uh, that's it, dude. Um, this was an awesome album. I appreciate you, uh, sharing it with me here and sharing it with our viewers. I'm already building a playlist that includes several songs off of here. Uh, for when I want to seem cool and contemporary, and like I listen to cool hip modern music so i really appreciate that yeah absolutely i'm i'm glad to share salt to the world i mean they're already pretty big but the more people that know about them the better i think 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes all you need is a little bit of salt. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, so uh, one more time, why don't you remind us uh, what your podcast is called and where we can find it? Yes. Uh, my podcast is called Trust the Process. You can find it on all platforms that have podcasting on it. It's a uh, podcast where the guest brings on a little demo. I flesh it out into a full song and we document the whole the whole process. And uh, if you have a little demo that you want to be turned into a complete song, hit me up. Um, my I have an Instagram thing and it's called Jake Cake Bake Lake Snake. Um, you can find me there. Uh, DM me. And yeah, if you have any uh, comments, concerns, hate mail, anything like that, let me know. Yes. Well, any hate mail you can send to Schultz. That's the last time we'll talk about him. Yeah, actually do that. <laughs> he he handles that. So he does. All right. Does a very well, good job, too. He does a great job. He really does. Yes. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure having you, Jake. Uh, and it's been a pleasure having all of you, dear listeners. So uh, we will see you next time. Bye. This has been a Redefining Records production. production, production, production.